Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, the War Room. And uh, I'm in my uh, spiritual warfare outfit, my shirt. Uh, not really. But uh, anyway, listen, we are attacking fear. And I really feel led and inspired to talk to you a little bit about fear because I think um, this is the number one enemy of the uh, number one tool of the enemy. Number one tool of the devil is fear. So um, the Bible says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Not because there is no evil. I will fear no evil. There is evil in this world. Viruses are evil. Um, anxiety, depression, well, those are emotions, but the things that we get anxious about and the evil that is in this world, whether it's, whether it's sickness, whether it's disease, whether it's hatred, whether it's violence, whether it's terrorism, whatever it is, whether it's, um, whatever evil is in this world is gonna exist, but we don't have to be afraid of it. I will fear no evil for thy, for thou art with me is what Psalm chapter 23 says, right? It's God's presence in our lives that delivers us from the fear of evil. And I think we need to understand there's always going to be evil, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three men in, um, in the book of Daniel were thrown into the fiery furnace. That was evil. And trying to burn these men to death was evil, but they didn't fear the evil because God was with them. So there was a fourth man in the fire, right? And not one hair on their head was singed. Not one hair on their head was burned. Now, if you're like me, your hair is getting longer these days. <laughs> My hair is getting really long um, because uh, all the salons are closed, but um, barbers closed. But you know what? That's all right. I feel more strength. I feel more anointing with longer hair. No, actually, I just know that when you realize that God's presence is with you, you have, there is nothing to fear. There will be evil in this world, but I will fear no evil. And let me remind you of the promise that we're going to stand by and live by both today and in the future, because the, the number one fear, the ultimate fear in people's lives is that at least for Christians who have read the Bible, the biggest fear is that God's promises won't work or God's word isn't true. But man, God's word is true. Whenever like this, there is there's actually scientific research that you could find on the accuracy of the Bible, how the prophecies of the Bible have come to pass. The, 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 the chances, the one in a million billion chances of all of these promises in the Bible coming to pass is, a, it's unbelievable, it's, it's astonishing, it's, it's miraculous that, that God's promises have never failed. And, it, and they're not gonna fail you today. And we have to learn to live by the promises that God makes to us. The, the thing that will set you free from fear. See, you'll live a fear-based life when you live your life based on the promises that you make to God. 
but you will live a fear-free life when you live by the promises that God makes to you. And um, so a fear-based life is based on your ability to save yourself. A faith-based life is on your ability to trust God's promises to save you and to rescue you and to heal you and to deliver you. Well, there's one particular promise that I want to talk about today that Jesus made in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And this is a theme in my life. And listen, what we believe in crisis is the same as what we believe in non-crisis. So we need to learn to believe the right things. Right believing produces right living. Accurate or effective believing produces effective living. Powerful believing produces powerful living. Uh, what we believe is really what shapes our lives. It's what shapes our destiny. It's what shapes our future. And so these things that, we, that I'm talking to you, I want to talk to you every day during this crisis. Um, barring any emergency, I'm going to be with you every day on, regarding this crisis. But this, what I'm sharing with you is eternal. What I'm sharing with you, it, it will work for you today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. These promises, these are, these are the rock-solid promises that we build our lives upon, God's promises. You know, everyone watching right now has had somebody make a promise to them in the past. And you've, we've all had somebody break their promise, right? We've all had somebody break their promise. And yet, for a lot of us, we still believe the next time somebody says something. We still believe them. And if we have that much faith in people's promises, how much more faith can we have in God's promises? God never breaks his promises. And... Um, you know, I just want to stop for a moment and I want to say to those of you that are watching who may be in a unsafe home situation, if you are in a, a situation and I'm just going out on a limb here for hopefully that will help somebody, but um, if you're in a domestic abuse situation in your home, if you see everybody staying at home right now and I'm concerned for some of you that might be at home that are that are with an abusive family member or an abusive boyfriend or an abusive spouse. I want to encourage you to get somewhere safe. It's okay to leave the situation you're in and get somewhere safe. I want to strongly encourage you to do that. I I feel like God just spoke to me in the middle of this um, moment to let you know it's okay to leave. You know, sometimes we believe somebody, even when they've hurt us, even when they've abused us, and they promise they're never going to do it again. Those are not the promises that we need to trust. Those are not the people that we need to trust. I want to encourage you, if you're in a domestically abusive situation right now, get out of that situation. Get somewhere safe for you. If there's children involved, get somewhere safe with you and those children. And if you need a place, if you need something to safe, if you're in the Chicago area, you call us. We'll do our best to find you some safe place immediately. If you're in that, if you're in a dangerous situation, please do not remain in an abusive situation in these days where everybody's staying at home and emotions can run even higher. I'm not saying if somebody, 
if your husband said something unkind, if your husband didn't like the, you know, the way your hair, to, you know, <laughs> come on now. I'm talking about abuse, not um, just a, a moment of unkindness or a moment of anger. Abuse that harms you, abuse that uh, um, physically attacks you in any way, get out of that right now, please. Now let me get back to, amen. And Lord, I just pray right now for every person who's in an abusive situation or knows someone in an abusive situation, I pray that you would give them the faith, the confidence, the courage, the, the inspiration to get safe now, to get in a safe place, to not trust this person's promise, but to trust you, Lord. I pray that we would trust you. And I pray for the safety and protection of every person. And I pray for peace over every household, peace over every apartment, peace over every person who's watching you and your loved ones. I declare peace over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me get back to the promise that I want you to listen to today and live your life by. And I've shared it a few, few days ago, a couple weeks ago as well on one of our broadcasts here. But Jesus said in Mark chapter four, verse 35, he got in a boat with his disciples and he said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side. When he said that, that was a promise. And immediately, it says in verse 36, a storm hit and a fierce wind beat against that boat that Jesus and his disciples were in. And the Bible says that Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat while the storm was raging. And I want to encourage you regarding this virus. I want to encourage you regarding your financial situation. I want to encourage you regarding your health. I want to encourage you regarding your, your, your family, your business, your job. We're going to the other side. This sickness, we're going to the other side. This crisis in the world, where this virus is in 150 or 200 nations, we're going to the other side. Jesus said we're going to the other side. I, I prophesy over you, you are going to the other side. You are going to get to the other side. And what is it? I want you to understand something. What got them to the other side? Jesus was resting. And maybe tomorrow or one of these days soon, I'm going to start teaching you. I shared out of my book called The, the 30 Promises of Rest, 30 Promises of God's Rest. And um, you're going to love that. And we're going to go through each day. But um, the first thing Jesus did when he got in the boat was he rested and he sat down and he rested in that boat. And I want you to just rest today. Whether you go to work or not, rest is a choice. Rest is an attitude. Rest is a, it's a, it's an atmosphere that we create. It's the, it's the mood that we, that we can create right now in our lives, no matter what is going on around us. Jesus didn't have to calm the storm to have peace. Jesus had peace in the midst of the storm. And he didn't need the storm to stop for him to sleep. He could sleep in the middle of the storm. And you need to know we don't need 
the virus to stop for us to have peace. I'm, I want it to stop immediately, obviously. We pray against it every moment, every day, right? But we don't need it to stop for us to have peace because whatever you need to stop, whatever needs to stop in your life in order for you to have peace inside, that thing has control over you. That thing has power over you. And you need to take your power back. And what I mean by that is no matter what's going on in the world financially, no matter what's going on in the world with coronavirus, no matter what's going on in the world with anxiety, no matter what's going on in this world with sickness, disease, uncertainty, you need to take your power back and you need to be able to be in control of your emotions and control of your mood based on the peace that you have inside, not based on peace on the outside. Because the storm was raging against the boat Jesus was in, but he was asleep. Now, I want to remind you of the simple things that, because the disciples woke him up, right? And they said, we're, don't you care? We're perishing. We're dying in this boat. And I might have to say this to you every day, but I want to remind you that the thing that we need to do whenever there's a crisis, the first thing you should do is take inventory of what you have. It's the first thing. Take inventory of what you have. Um, when the widow had her husband who died and she had her sons and she didn't know what to do, she ran to the prophet Elisha and she said in 2 Kings 4, my, my husband has died and my sons are going to be taken to pay my debt. And the first thing the prophet said to her was, what do you have in your house? Not what don't you have, not what are you afraid of, what do you have in your house? Not what is the condition around you? She's about to lose her sons. Her husband had died. And the prophet said to her, what do you have in your house? I want you to take inventory. Jesus had four things. You have these four things. The first thing that we need to realize we have, and the disciples did not realize they had this, and that's why they were afraid. They weren't afraid just because there was a storm. They were, they were afraid because they had forgotten about what they had. Take inventory. What do you have? Number one. You have God's presence. He's in the boat with them. They had God's presence. They didn't know it, but they had God's presence. When you know these things, now you already have these things, but when you know you have these things, fear leaves. And we're, we're attacking fear in our lives. The virus might last another week, another month. We don't know. But the fear doesn't have to last another minute. Number one, you have God's presence. He's with you. Number two, you have God's promise. Jesus said to his disciples, let us go to the other side. That was a promise. We're going to the other side. One translation says, we're going to the other side. And I'm prophesying over you, we're going to the other side of this crisis. You have a promise. Number one, they had God's presence. Number two, they had God's promise. Number three, they had God's power. They didn't know they had God's power, but they had God's power. And 
The power that they had is the same power you have. You know what power you have right now? Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Your words have power. Your words have power. You need to realize that your tongue has power. Your tongue is the power, most powerful part of your body is your tongue. Obviously your brain, but your tongue is what activates your brain. You, your tongue can change the mood in your brain. Your tongue can influence your brain. Your tongue can change your body, your body's chemistry from stress to rest. You, your tongue is that powerful. Your tongue controls your whole body, the Bible says. And it's true. It's true. Your words are powerful. So they had the presence of God. Jesus was in the boat with them, and he's with you right now. They had the promise of God. You know, this Bible is a, it's considered God's word. We believe it's God's word. We, it, it shows us how, how to live, how to believe, how to think. But this Bible is also a treasure chest of 7,000 promises. And all you need to get to the other side of this crisis is one promise. For example, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Or Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Or if God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8.31. Or um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah 54 verse 17. So look, you just take one promise from God's word and, and realize that we're taking inventory now. You have God's presence. You have God's promise. You have God's power in your tongue with your words. And then what happens is, is you have God's peace. Jesus said, peace, be still. And there was a great calm. You see, when you activate your knowledge of, and take inventory of what you have, God's presence, God's promise, God's power, you'll experience God's peace. This is what drives fear out of our lives. You right now, in this very moment, you have God's presence. He's with you. You have God's promise. He's for you. You have God's power. He's empowered you, your tongue, your words. And now you can have God's peace, the peace of God. Jesus said, my peace, I give you my peace. I leave with you. We don't have to have this peace through favorable circumstances. We don't have to have the peace of favorable circumstances. We have the peace of God. And now you have peace. And so now I'm going to encourage you to go and recognize and remember every day, take inventory. What do you already have? What do you already have? What do you already have? Because the secret to what you don't have is your gratitude for what you do have. The acknowledgement and the gratitude of what you actually do have. You have God's presence. Thank you, Jesus. You have God's promise. Thank you, Jesus. You have God's power. Thank you, Jesus. Now, expect today God's peace. God bless. Love you guys. See you next time.